Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when the worldwide developers confer. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And today is a momentous day because we just, what was it, Wednesday or Thursday? It was a weird day, but we just got our WWDC invites. That's right. I think it was on Wednesday, I want to say. And, that sounds uh, and right. They finally, I know we were expecting it. We were expecting it around now, but maybe more like on a Monday, but they switched up on a right. Wednesday. It's all good. We still got it. That's all I needed. I just want that confirmed that that confirmed WWDC. We know, I mean, it's not exactly a surprise, right? June 5th it pretty much fits in it with what we've come to expect. I think that's exactly exactly what we predicted June 5th. Nice to nice to see it pan out. Mm, mm. And I think as to Ethan's point here, time to break out the CCRP Today is going to be full of CCRP, and CCRP actually told us that WWDC was going to be June 5th, and it was right, because if you follow the Bible of CCRP, you will go far. You can apply it to many things in life. That's true, but but Luke, what is CCRP? I'm a new viewer who's just tuning in this week, and I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, luckily for you, I have this handy-dandy little graphic that I can put up on the screen here so that everyone who is new or returning and and maybe is, uh, you know, an amnesiac, you you have a one-week-long memory cycle, so you come back here, you're like, what the heck? What's CCRP? Well, now you don't have to worry about it because we'll go over it again. This is going to be on the test. Credibility, corroboration, repetition, proximity. That's the big four. The big four right there. Got to remember that. Absolutely. CCRP, I mean, I think, honestly, this is this is probably my best invention. I think so. I mean, it's uh, it started as a one-off bit, but it's really stuck around. It has, uh, has some staying power. I, I agree. And it does. Look at this. People are excited. People love it. Someone, though didn't know what CCRP is. Hopefully, hopefully this is going to become something that will just become part of the, the, the internet vocabulary. You know, this is going to be like lol or Google or, oh, let me Yelp that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like someone's, for, everyone says that all the time. They're going to Yelp something. It's yeah. like, you know, someone's like, someone's going to go on Twitter and they're going to say, you know, oh, Apple is going to release a, a brand new robot, a humanoid robot this week. And exactly. you're, you're not going to say like, oh, this is like, this is silly. This is not going to happen. There's just going to be CCRP. That's all you got to write. And everyone knows what it means. It means it's, means it's not happening. Exactly. Exactly. CCRP. It comes in handy. You can, you can cut through the nonsense. If somebody says the Apple robot is coming next week, you can hit them with that CCRP ban hammer and be like, absolutely not. You're nonsense. You see a, a tweet, a fake leak from everything Apple. Uh, what's the leaks Apple Pro? Yeah. Boom, CCRP. You're done. You're done, buddy. 
CCRP is the new law enforcement of the leaks community, all right? Give me a sheriff's badge. In fact, I wonder if I can go and make a sheriff's badge that says CCRP on it. This is a good thing to know. That would be pretty good to have. Where do I go? Buy your own sheriff badge. Oh, you want a physical... You want a physical sheriff's badge that you can wear. Custom sheriff badge, Etsy.com. Oh, jeez. That's what I like to see. Oh, jeez. Mm-mm-mm. Can I get these printed with my own text? No. Well, that's useless. There's got to be somewhere that you can do it or just make a little arts and crafts project um an engraved pewter sheriff's badge oh with multiple color options available we could do a gold finish i think you have to it's a sheriff's badge it has to be gold so what so we've got top text and bottom text Mm, how long can the text be Okay, Tw- 25 characters, top and bottom, each. Can you fit, like, the first two words in the top, last two words in the bottom? Hmm. Or is it too long? Hmm. Character counter online. Okay. This is very important for us net. to do live, by the way. We need to get this sorted before we can continue with the show. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree. This is this is uh, of utmost importance. So the so the question is here: Can we fit all four on one line? Because it would be nice if if like maybe it could say CCRP police on top, and then spell mm. it out on the bottom if it fits. It would be great if there could be like CCRP big text in the middle, and then credibility corroboration on top, repetition proximity on the bottom. I feel like that would be mm. a cool design. I would need to find a different design for that then. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Repetition. Oh, God. This is way too many characters. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it's it's 49 characters. Now, we could do two on the top, two on the bottom. And that would just fit, right? Yes. It- just it would fit with one. Well, it would shorten some of the characters because there wouldn't be spaces or commas. We, you'd lose at least one space or comma, so it would definitely fit. Mm, that's true. And then, but then there's still five letters on the bottom. Oh, that could say CCRP. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I should... You know what? Maybe I'm not going to order this. Maybe I'm going to make it and sell it as merch. And you'll be able to get your own CCRP badge. That'll be that'll be great. Oh, there we go. That's what I wanted. Add that to your merch. CCR, CCRP merchandise. I don't know. A lot of people, a lot of people are uh in favor of this maybe i'll do it i gotta build more hype though because i feel like this is an inside joke on on here i i put it in my video on wwdc 
that was the first time CCRP has made it to the to the mainstream, you know? Oh, wow. That's very exciting. We just have to be careful, though. We don't want this to turn into, like, a Kleenex or a Xerox, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. No, you, I mean, it rolls off the tongue in a similar way of, like, oh, do you need a Kleenex? People are going to be like, oh, do you need to CCRP that? Exactly. You know? We got to be... We got to... You gotta be careful, you know. You don't want to lose the, the trademark, especially if oh, merch. this is good. CCRPD <laughs> for the police department. That is good. Oh, the lore is expanding. That Whoa, is pretty good. I like this. W- uh, will you? Would you like to be uh, my deputy? Yes, I think that would be that would be very good. Okay, wait, I need to figure out I need to change my name here. Edit name. I want to be I want to be I want to be a constable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait, is it is it constable? Oh no, those are those are like low down. It's a great name, but I, I feel like I need I need more cachet, you know? As the yeah. founder, I think I need to be like Maybe I should even be should I be in law enforcement or should I be more of a judicial figure? Hmm. Like well, I, I think here's the thing though, right? CCRP is all about giving power to the people. Right. You know, letting them use their tools to make the mm. determination. So I don't know. I don't know. How does that? How does that fit in here? I feel like maybe maybe we're, we could be gurus. We could be, uh, you know, advisors. It could be even a religion. You got to be careful mm. with that one. But it could be. That's. Tr- I mean, yeah, we could start a cult here if we're not careful. Right. Exactly. So we have to manage our responsibility, in in a safe way. So I think this name is appropriate. Mm, it's very humble of you. Yes. I mean, we have to be careful, but that doesn't mean we have to be inaccurate. Of course. Lord Luke Miani. Fantastic. And then that, of course, makes you uh, Jesus. Oh, jeez. Do I have to die? Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to if die you want for CCRP, CCRP to be a viable religion, then yes. Oh, jeez. All right, I guess uh, I guess I'll have to take that take that bullet literally. <laughs> okay, maybe you can be the constable and I'll be I could be chief inspector. All right. That's a that's a bit of a long title, but I think it's good. That's great. I like that you get a last name and I don't get a last name. Oh, here you can get you can get your last name. I'll give you your last name, Constable. Oh, thank you, thank you, thanks, Chief. Yeah, no problem, <laughs> no problem, Mister Ruben, Officer, Chief Prophet Ruben. That's me. So now that we've been anointed with our our newfound capabilities, I think what we should do is uh, go through some of the WWDC articles and 
and see if they're if they're following the rules of WWDC uh, lore, and if they're abiding by CCRP guidance. That's an excellent idea. We need to keep we need to keep the internet pure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we I think we should dive in internet. here. We've we've just got uh well I suppose we'll go on Mac rumors, but I wanna find their like where was where was their like main thing about WWDC? I guess it's just in the top stories here. I'm not exactly sure what is uh happening here. My my Google Chrome seems to be a wee bit broken. Oh okay, well, what's? I still I I see what you're looking at. Oh, there it goes. Uh, oh ah, it's a little laggy. It's a little laggy. Don't worry about that. All right. Okay. Setting aside Google Chrome, uh, which is terrible, of course. Let's go through here. What do we have? Apple this week announced WWDC will be held uh, from Monday, June 5th through Friday, June 9th. Okay, that's that's what we expected. Now, of course, we have this teaser image. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to this, I think, because this this teaser image is very curious. I think you'd all agree. Definitely. I've heard some very interesting takes about it. Absolutely. Oh, hey, this is all... Hang on a second. Oh. Okay. We'll come back to WWDC. Because in the rumor roundup from yesterday, I forgot about this. And I think we need to talk about it. Because CCRP... CCRP has got a thing or two to say about the headset. CCRP is panicking, quite frankly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, let, let's let's hash it out, Noah, shall we? What we're looking at here is apparently, apparently, according to this article, uh, Apple has supposedly demoed the mixed reality headset to executives in the theater just one week ago. Now, we're two months out from WWDC, but... Theoretically, it has just been demoed to the top 100 executives. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's very early in development because there will undoubtedly be people at the tippy-tippy top that will have known about this all along. But demoing it to 100 executives would be a pretty big event. It would be... That would definitely be a big event, and it would definitely be when you hit a hundred executives, you're hitting people that are, you know, removed, maybe even far right. removed from this yeah. this headset. So this is not just like a prototype or like a like like a like a little demo uh, of like some potential technology. Like if you're getting if this is actually true, and we'll see if it's true. If this is actually true, seems like they're probably pretty far along in this process. Yeah, I mean, to your point, top 100 executives, that that would be a pretty broad group of people. So that would probably include people that are doing, um, you know, 
Apple TV executives, fitness, uh, Apple Watch, things that aren't necessarily related directly to the development and creation of this. So they're, as with everything Apple does, they have everything siloed so that people aren't really crossing over all that much, right? Uh, it, it's, it's the type of thing that Apple loves to do where they're like, okay, hardware people can know what's going on, but software people, they don't know. They don't know what they're making. And sometimes the hard people, hardware people are designing like a, a, a stand for a device, but they don't know what the device is. Like everyone is kind of clueless and doing things in their own little corners because Apple doesn't want anything to leak. And you could argue that they're fairly ineffective considering that a lot of stuff does leak. So is it worth it? Probably not. But hey, a hundred executives have now seen this thing, according to Mark Gurman. Now, CCRP, credibility, mm, quite strong. Let me get the banner back up on screen here. Credibility, that's good. Corroboration, we've heard a lot of reports from different people. Repetition and proximity. This is this is coming out more and more and more and more frequently. So the CCRP on this is good, except, except, uh, there are some potential issues that German outlines. So German says that the device will be at, at least three grand, which is steep. Yeah. He says it's going to lack a clear killer app, which is unfortunate. He says it's going to require an external battery that will need to be replaced every couple of hours and use a design that some testers have deemed uncomfortable. That's not great. Mm. And it's unlikely to and it's likely to launch with limited media content. What exactly does that mean? Well, I think quite possibly Apple TV content will be the only content that will work in the most immersive way that Apple will want you to watch content. I imagine this sort of like spatial audio. Remember when only Apple TV shows could use spatial audio? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I agree and I could I could even see it where like let me put it this way, you know, we'll talk we've talked before and we'll talk again about like what the software on this thing is going to look like. But when you have these services like Netflix, Hulu, whatever, and they all have their own players and their own DRM, I could definitely see something where it's almost like either the software doesn't run or it's some like like some compatibility mode that like mm. that you can run, you know, I iPad software or Mac software on this thing theoretically, and it behaves like that versus like a native app, like the Apple TV might be native. These other things either won't work right. or they might not be. So I th that I could definitely see that being the case. Hmm. Oh, that that would be that would be tremendously inconvenient. It would. It'd be very unfortunate. Oh God, I'm nervous. I'll tell you what makes me the most nervous, Noah. Uh, hmm. And that is the external battery. Yeah, I'm confused because they're saying that this is a mixed reality headset because before we were thinking they were going to do VR first before they do mixed reality. 
Now it sounds like they're just going straight into mixed reality, and that makes a big difference for the battery. No, I, I mean, I think it's been mixed reality all along. I think they're using VR to recreate AR. Hmm. I see. So, uh, in a video that you guys will see this week on Unreal Air, uh, I, I wanted to sort of make a video with Unreal because I think that that implementation in some ways that implementation seems like it could have advantages to apples because basically i think there are a few companies out there apple being one of them that have decided okay if if this technology is going to be more widespread than just the gaming market you have to be able to do stuff and exist in the real world. You can't just put it on while you're sitting at your desk playing Beat Saber, okay? The market is there for that, but it's not the broad market that Apple likes to target. So, what what are we to do? The, the challenge is, you know, VR headsets are an established market there. Screens that you wear on your face that track your head movement, and you have controllers that's great. That's already here. But that's not mass market, right? That's, that is still, an, I think, a novelty for most people and it is only realistic for gaming. What the public wants is something that enhances their everyday life. I think the end goal, as we've talked about, is a pair of glasses that just look like normal glasses, but the lenses are screens and they project stuff on the world. That's a long way off very long way off so in the here and now what we have is a debate what do you what do you want your ar to be apple seems to have gone for vr to recreate the world and so i suspect what they're going to do here is rather than having screens that can project things on the world which would require a a translucent display and the ability to project things and occlude things within those displays, which is probably hard. Or you can do what they've done, which is make a headset covered in cameras, pipe that video inside, and as you're going from capturing the video to displaying it, you can then add your augmented, you know, mixed reality things. So... It seems like most of the work here has gone into creating a system that can record the world in real time and pipe that into your eyes with added stuff. Yeah, and then, I don't know, I'm just so curious to see how Apple is going to market this. You know, especially if they're going, there's going to be an external battery, and we'll have to see what that looks like. But I feel like that might even preclude any sort of like mobility. Like, can you can you actually? First of all, already if you have a giant thing strapped to your head and it's covering your eyes, whatever, can you really walk around with it? Maybe you can't. But if there's suddenly a battery, right. I think that like completely throws it out the window. That like, are you gonna walk around and have like a wire dangling down with like a big battery in your pocket, like? You know, yeah. I guess this is going to be a sit-down kind of thing. And then what exactly are you going to do with it? That's that's what I'm interested to see. Yeah. 
I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's that's sort of the next step, right? I think Apple has realized that people don't want to be isolated in their headsets. And Apple, I think, is the type of company that is very lifestyle oriented. And I don't think that their lifestyle aligns with virtual reality. So the first step is acknowledging, okay, we're not going to go in here to escape the world. We're going to go in here to enhance it. The second step to your point is, can you actually wear this? Is this an everyday device? Because the way that this is being positioned right now, it is not. Um, I think Apple's most successful things are things that were an obvious solution, right? The original iMac, it made the affordable desktop computer interesting, fun, and accessible. The iPod, it made portable music the best it could be. Interesting, affordable, accessible, and popular. Then the iPhone, then the iPad, then the Apple Watch. These are all things that weren't necessarily the first in their class, but figured out that missing key to it being a mass market thing. This is not going to be mass market. $3,000 with a big old battery on your waist or externally, uh, a design that some people have said is uncomfortable, not that much media, and a lack of a killer app. This is not going to be you know, an instant success like the iPhone was. I think, I mean, very similar to what German says here. He says, um, or I guess Mac Rumors is saying that they're striking a realistic tone that it won't be a hit product right out of the gate. So this might be more like the Apple Watch. I think that's a good example. I'm hopeful that it's more like the Apple Watch. Uh, but of course, the Apple Watch was never three thousand dollars. Yeah, this makes me nervous a little bit. I guess the one thing that I will that I will hope is, first of all, I think it's good. You know, if Apple's striking a realistic tone, because the way I could see this going is that they launch this thing. Maybe it's okay. Like the original Apple Watch was like fine, but it wasn't really that good. And obviously it's right. so much better now and Apple's worked on improving it. But if they launch this thing and it, you know, $3,000, it, it has all of these, you know, drawbacks to it. You know, people are going to make fun of it on the internet because people make fun of everything on the internet, whatever. I just hope that Apple doesn't like, not that they're going to abandon it, but like, I'm just, I guess I'm just glad that they're setting a realistic tone for this and that they're not, you know, that they're not being unrealistic. And, and, you know, when it launches, if it launches like this, there's definitely going to be some problems and some, you know, some, some negative feedback that's going to come up. So, you know, right. The one thing I will say, um, is that I, tr I think I trust Apple to stick to this and figure it out, um, which which does add some credibility to it. Not CCRP credibility, just in terms of like, you know how when Google announces products, and I'm sorry, Noah, you might not be able to comment on this, but you know how sometimes 
Google likes to release products and then just abandon them. That has happened in the past, yes. Because, <laughs> like, you know, Google Glass, uh, they did a tablet for a little bit, the, the, the Chromebook Pixel, and then the Pixel Book, and then the Pixel Book Go. Like, they do have a habit of, of having these not fully baked but interesting technologies, and then they release them, and it, it's... At this point, it's hard to trust, like, okay, if I buy this, are they just going to abandon it? Because it's not its not just about, like, buying the first gen of something. It's you're buying into the start of what is hopefully going to be an ecosystem that you can continue to be a part of. But, so, so with Apple, like, even if you bought, like, a Series 0 Apple Watch, right, which was obviously not a great device apple stuck with it they kept making it so it only got better even if you you know ended up having to upgrade very quickly from the series zero they stuck with it whereas if you buy google glass back in you know 2012 they, they just kind of were like yeah so that's a thing anyway uh never mind it's gone now and, yeah, but I don't think Apple would do that. I think yeah, maybe Google definitely does more like, for better or worse, maybe more experimentation. Right. You know, it's interesting to see the things that they come up with, but obviously, you know, a lot of times they get abandoned. And you gave a lot of hardware examples. You could also find a lot of software examples uh, yeah. for things like that. Stadia was one of the recent ones mm-hmm. uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Uh, the, the, you know, the thing about Apple, I will say is that on the other hand, they are arguably more conservative, I guess. And I think also they have a better, um, they, they, I'm sure they have a long-term plan with this VR. It's not just that they're like, okay, we're going to launch this first thing and then we're going to figure out what happens after that. Like they definitely have a plan for this. You know, they're committed to doing this for the long term, And so even if the first release is you know doesn't get it right and it has a lot of problems i am confident i guess you know the fact that it's apple that they'll stick with it and they'll make improvements and maybe the first gen won't be very good but you know a couple gens down the line it'll be pretty compelling yeah no i absolutely and uh somebody pointed out here you know air power never released didn't make it uh there are some examples of apple not sticking with something but i don't think this would be one of them because it's so it's so big tim cook has been talking about ar for ages i think they've really been showing that that's the route that they want to take air power is an example of hardware canceling and being abandoned but that's because it wasn't really in keeping with like a broad strategy um it's an accessory, right? And and it and it didn't work. So they they killed it. And then it became unnecessary because MagSafe came along. This I think is a much larger scale. Um I know AirPower, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars developing that and it failed, which is really quite strange. It's kind of crazy that that whole thing happened. <laughs> 
But this, I mean, if, if they spent hundreds of millions on air power, can you imagine how much they've spent on this? There's no way that they're just going to say, oh, man, it didn't sell immediately. We're going to quit. No. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is that air power never came out. Like, it was officially right. announced, but it never – it's not like Apple released it and then – you know, never updated it or abandoned it. You could, if you want, like, you know, an example of that, maybe you could argue the HomePods. And I know they've yeah. been updated over the years and whatever, but, like, they've never really gotten the love that they that they need. But, like, these headsets, like, the odds that Apple does not release a headset in the next, like, or, or announce a headset in the next year or two is very small, given everything that we've heard, given the, you know, the, the direction the company's been going in. So the chances are that they're going to actually launch a headset. And then once they launch it, it's a product that they've launched. It's a major product category, like what you said, a much bigger scale. And so I do think that they're going to stick with it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. This is, this is, this is not a HomePod or an AirPower in terms of scope. This is probably an iPhone in terms of scope. Uh, I mean, it's something that has been in development for years. I think German mentioned that executives have been given insight into how the project is going since 2018. So f we are probably the better part of 10 years into development for this. And... I think the I think that they are past the point of no return. This is no longer an experimental thing. Uh, however, CCRP. If we if we if we go back to CCRP for just a second here, there there is a little bit of holes in the corroboration and the proximity aspects of our CCRP analysis here, in the form of Ming Chi Kuo who is saying that apparently Apple has pushed back mass, mass production of the headset and the, and the device may not appear at WWDC. So for, for some context, uh, maybe we can pull up this tweet here. So Apple apparently isn't very optimistic about the mixed reality headset. Um, they, they don't think that it's going to recreate the astounding iPhone moment. Um, and the, the mass production schedule for assembly has been pushed back by another one to two months to mid to late Q3 23, which adds uncertainty to whether the device will appear at WWDC. They, sh they are forecasting 200 to 300,000 units, which is lower than the market consensus. So all of this is, is, is the type of thing that we see around this time, which I, it's interesting because I don't necessarily think that this indicates that it for sure won't happen uh, at WWDC. Because as we've talked about in the past, Apple is almost certainly not going to be actually putting this on sale yet. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like, I could see them, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They could definitely announce it. Right. And they, they don't even have to give a date. They could say it's coming, coming later in 2023. They could say coming. They don't even have to say that. They could just say it's coming soon or coming. Well, I guess they got to say something, but like, Right. You know, they don't have to commit to a hard date. So it could be, uh, you know, even if they're pushing back the production, they could announce it. On the other hand, maybe they want to announce it, like, shortly before it's available. I don't know. I don't – it makes more sense for them to announce it ahead of time. But, like, yeah, maybe they'll announce it shortly before because they want to have, like, the momentum of, like, they're announcing it and then it comes out and then people are using it. I don't know. So theoretically, it's possible – uh, you know that it could still be announced at Dub Dub, or maybe they'll push it back. It's really hard to say. Yeah, I, personally, I'm of the mind where, when you analyze this from a CCRP perspective, which you should, quite frankly, uh, what we're seeing here is so. Basically, we want to try to reverse engineer what Ming-Chi Kuo is saying to, to, tr- to try to figure out like, okay, this is, this is his statement based on what information. So this up here saying, because Apple isn't very optimistic about the headset recreating the astounding iPhone moment, this correlates or corroborates, if you will, mm-hmm. with what German was saying about hesitation. Okay, so we're now we're now seeing that in in multiple different parties, right? We've got multiple leakers saying people inside Apple Apple aren't sold that this is going to be, you know, incredible out of the gate. That's a common thread. What what is different here is is saying that the mass production schedule for assembly has been pushed back to mid to late Q3 2023. Now that Ming-Chi Kuo is interpreting as uncertainty to whether the new device will appear at WWDC as the market widely expects. But my understanding of this is that Ming-Chi Kuo is working with information saying that mass production is being put back and he's interpreting that as pushing the device from WWDC. Personally, I think that that isn't necessarily the case because given the the framework of previous WWDCs where they announce it in June but don't ship it until December, doing a fall production ramp wouldn't actually be very unusual. Especially given that the the forecast for this year then slips as well. So if you're talking about 300,000 units, obviously the iPhone, I mean, the iPhone sells like 50 million units in opening weekend. So when you're talking about iPhone 50 million units, they start producing iPhones in July or August. So that's like a, a month, two months usually tops before they're shipping. And they start making 50 million. So if we're talking about a similar time frame, maybe September for starting the production, you need 200,000 units by December. 
that is not that is not unreasonable yeah i definitely think you know if ming chi quo's saying mid to late q3 right that's uh july august september is q3 right mid to late q3 Apple doesn't do anything. I mean, there's a September event, which is the iPhone and the and the um, Apple Watch or whatever. But between that Apple that event in September and DubDub, Apple doesn't really do anything, right? Mm. So unless Apple wants to hold a special event, which theoretically they could do for a, a, such a special you know new product launch, it still makes sense for them to talk about it at DubDub in June. And then they just say, you know, it's launching in a couple months, or they can say coming later this year. They don't have to say when. But if if Ming Chi Kuo is saying a month or two of delay, I don't necessarily see that as a reason that it wouldn't show up at Dub Dub. It's a month or two. It's not. It's not that. Not that long. Mm. No. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, it is. It is weird to hear some conflict in the CCRP, right? German and Quo are both fairly reputable and they have a large volume of leaks. And so to have them sort of at odds is curious. But what I also think is worth addressing here is there's a lot of doubt. A lot of doubt. People are saying it's not going to be until 2027. Uh, people are saying the rumor mongers are going to say that it's canceled or put on hold. Meanwhile, Apple Apple has never even acknowledged it exists at all. Um, I, this doesn't... I think a lot of people think. I think someone even up here said, like, I don't think it's coming. Somebody said that it doesn't even exist at some point. And I was like, okay, well, that's that's silly. CCRP is very important here because I think you can end up with a lot of misconceptions about rumors and leaks if you just see like, okay, yes, people have been talking about the VR headset for a, for a long time, at least five years. But if you ana- if you analyze them with CCRP, you can you can start to figure out that there's there's a pattern and there's logic and there's a time frame behind these rumors like i i know that there are people out there that literally think that these mark germans ming chi quos john prosser's all of these leakers from the top to the bottom are just making shit up a lot of people do think that but what CCRP was designed to do is give you a window into the leaker's logic and apply that to Apple because to just dismiss everything and say it's all nonsense, they don't know what they're talking about, is not true. I have firsthand knowledge of A, leaking information and B, talking with a bunch of these people. And I know for a fact that they're not just making up random nonsense for fun that that's not what's happening even when rumors are wrong that doesn't mean that they were fake we talked about this before 
So the whole reason that we sort of developed CCRP is to try to disillusion people of the whole like mentality that has come about in the past like three years really where people just see everything and anything and they just think that is fake. They made it up. There are certainly people that do that, but the credibility aspect, the big leakers, even some of the smaller Twitter leakers, if you look at their history, you can find out whether they are just making things up for fun or whether they're legitimate. And the CCRP on the headset is very strong because even if you go back a couple of years, you saw things like release date slipping into 2022 or they're now targeting 2023. We've seen 2023 as a, a year for a release. That in itself has been leaked for the past four years. Yeah, I think, you know, much to your point, CCRP is a powerful tool for determining if a leak is fake. But in the same way, it's powerful in determining if a leak might be real. So it's it's useful in in both of those ways. And I think, you know, we've looked at these at these different leaks. We've looked at like Mark Gurman, Ming, Ming Chi Kuo, and they might disagree uh, on some things or they or they, you know, their, their leaks might be different. But a lot of the, the the overall ideas, like if you distill it into more abstract ideas, they tend yep. to agree. And it's more the interpretation is where they differ. And the interpretation is the part where you're putting your own spin on it. It's where you go mm -hmm. one step away from the solid facts. And the facts that they have are incomplete. We don't know exactly who's giving it to them and, and you know what position they're in. But obviously that's, that person or those people don't know everything. So they're taking limited information, they're making inferences one step removed, and that's you know really more where the where the differences uh, lie. Absolutely. And I think that's I mean the, the example that I always give is is a is a leak wrong or is it incomplete? lacking context and my example for that is uh with the new generation of macbook pros i had a couple of leaks and while three of them actually illustrate exactly exactly what we're talking about the first leak that i had was correct and that was a uhs2 sd card slot so that leak was accurate the next leak that I leaked was, hey, these these MacBooks are going to have a max of 32 gigabytes of RAM. That was not technically inaccurate, but was without context. And that's, I think, something that happens more than... I think people tend to look at rumors as like, oh, Mark Gurman was right, or oh, Mark Gurman was wrong. But when you look at the the, the nugget of information... What it ended up being was, while I was wrong that the new MacBook Pros can have more than 32 gigabytes of RAM, what I didn't know at the time is the information that I was given pertained only to the M1 Pro, which does max out at 32 gigabytes of RAM. So that isn't necessarily an incorrect leak or false information. It's just an interpretation of the information. Like if I had said the same exact, 
Same piece of information, but I had said the M1 Pro will be limited to 32 gigabytes of RAM. That would have been accurate. So that it's a, it's a phrasing issue. It's an interpretation issue. Now, the third leak is another example of this, the backlit Touch ID button. That is incorrect because Apple changed it. I am 100% confident in the information that I used as and was given as the basis for those leaks. It's the same set of information. But do you see what I mean about this interpretation thing? Because the same set of information yielded a correct leak, an impartial leak, and a false leak in one single, in, in the same piece of, of information. And right. that's what CCRP is designed to get at. Yeah, and it definitely, you know, even like the, the backlit Touch ID uh, button, which turned out to be incorrect, that doesn't mean that it was made up or that right. it was never true. Especially, you know, obviously it gives credibility if one of the leaks was, was correct and one of them was partially correct and it was the same person. You know, maybe they made up the third thing for fun, but like more realistically, they they didn't. And it was something that Apple had planned or had considered or had tested and it didn't work out. But that doesn't mean that it was made up just because it wasn't true. Exactly. So, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't mean to get to uh, college professory here, but I think that th this is something that I've noticed, I, and the, the, I think, disdain towards leaks has increased in the past two to three years. But honestly, as someone who has followed this stuff for a long time, I think the negative reactions have increased, but the actual leaks themselves are about the same. Like, I don't think there's a great, you know, prevalence of false information out there at all. In fact, I, I think if, you, if you're following the, the more credible stuff that gets posted by Mark Gurman, Ming-Chi Kuo, Ross Young, uh, most of the stuff that makes it to the tech blogs does have at least some degree of credibility. I mean, I, I've made it to those tech blogs and I, I had to prove that I wasn't just making stuff up. Like, they didn't. I didn't just say, like, here's my thing. And they were like, all right, whatever, put it on the internet. They were like, we want to know, like, that you stand by this. So, leaks can be true, they can be false, they can be somewhere in the middle, but the people, unless you're talking about some random, like, Twitter leaks123 at apple.com, you know, with 400 followers, who's like, I just heard that the iPhone 17 is coming out this year. Like, okay, yeah, obviously, use your common sense, but... There is a gut reaction for people to just immediately say, that's all wrong, everything's wrong, they're lying, they're making it up, when that's not the case. Yeah, I think more than any, like, you know, these days people have, I guess, how do I put this? The the I, I was going to say that people have gotten better at determining, 
what's fake on the internet. I don't think that's fully true, but I think that the kinds yeah. of people who watch this podcast at least the kinds of people that are actually hearing this and who are plugged into the world and who keep up with it i feel like those people are better at determining you know if apple leaks are completely fake or not so i think you know back in the past maybe it was the wild west and you know people would publish whatever and make like fake uh you know mock-ups fake uh, renders and try to pass them off as real i feel like these days you know, people have a better understanding. And then like you said, with the the kind of news that actually gets published, that they want to make sure that you actually have a source and that you stand by what you're saying and that you're not just making stuff up. So, you know, all of all of that means that maybe people can let their guards down a little bit or, or maybe not let your guard down, but be a little more willing to uh, to consider a leak. And, you know, if you just want to look at all leaks and say, hmm, that might be true, it might not be, I'm not going right. to make any decisions based off of it, then that's fine. But, you know, you don't need to necessarily fully discount, you know, any leak that you see these days. To your point about the uh, the Wild West of the old days, I want to I wanna show you something that might spark some nostalgia as we wrap mm. up this show. I'm very excited for WWDC and the headset specifically. Obviously, we've got plenty of time to dive into that. But back when things were the wild, wild west and leaks were either... I mean, I feel like if you go back to the early days of the iPhone, the leaks were either completely made up off the top of people's heads and just had no basis. Or they were like, hey, there's the device in a cafe. That's it. That's the iPhone 4. Oh, yeah. Like... (laughs) There was no real in-between. And so this is a collection of some of the goofy, wacky (laughs) concepts that I personally remember. I don't know if you guys will from the early days. Uh, I think that this concept, I guess this is from July 2011. So this would have been before the iPhone 4S came out, which I guess explains why this one says iPhone 5 on the front bezel. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. So yeah, I like that these are the most innovative Apple iPhone concepts designed by talented artists. There's, of course, this fa- this famous one. The transparent iPhone. It's This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I remember thinking that at the time, that this was just goofy. I mean, first of all, ridiculous. How would this even ever, ever, ever exist? And um, it's, I mean, it would, it would be a usability nightmare. There's no point for this at all. Wait, are you telling me that you don't want to see your hand, the inside of your hand, while you're playing with your iPhone? Not to mention, where the hell is the battery? Uh, Don't worry about that. Like, why did this get press? (laughs) This makes no sense. There's no... how. People were like, oh, wow, that's really cool. I think this really shows how much more informed people are about the the 
actual reality of the world that they live in than they were in 2011 when they were like, oh, Steve Jobs could make the iPhone clear. Sure. Dumb. I honestly wonder if people really believed these concepts or not. But I will say, I feel like these days, if you came out with a concept like one of these, the projector iPhone, come on. Like, if you came out with a concept like that, people would just think it's, like, funny or dumb. Whereas I feel like when this was written, when this article was written, people would look at this and be like, wow, that's so cool. I wonder if that'll ever happen. Like, there is definitely a tone shift over the years. This is the worst one ever. It's the secret bracelet. By the way, we're not even halfway. It's the secret bracelet. Yeah, absolutely. So, (laughs) dude. Okay. This one was called... The iPhone next generation concept. And what it very clearly is, is a, like, what looks like a GTA 3 screenshot of the worst resolution hand ever. With a, a, a screenshot of an iPhone display, which, by the way, anything at the top of the screen is unusable. Completely cut off by the gaps in your fingers. Being projected from a wristband that has inexplicably uh, a speaker hole, like a, an, an earphone hole and an Apple logo on one side with a, a toggle for projection on and off. This is so ugly. Can I also point out that it has the installer app on it so it's jailbroken? Oh, you're right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> this one is also pretty ugly uh this one's not like insane or technologically impossible so i i will give it credit for that the iphone nano okay the slide to unlock the slide to unlock yeah i miss it that's a classic (laughs) smaller we kind of got that not that small but we kind of got that yeah, well, the iPhone mini wasn't yeah. smaller than... It was bigger than the iPhone 4. Yeah, well, you know. This is the closest one. This is closer than the projector. All right, here's another concept. This one at least... I mean, I don't like it, but it at least is, you know, within the realm of being actually possible. And it's not clear or a projector. Here's the elegant uh, iPhone concept that just looks that looks like, like a 3GS. Yeah, that's just a 3GS, a low poly 3GS with. I guess this whole bottom is one big button. Oh jeez, the one above that Which, looks like an Android phone. This just looks yeah. like that looks like an Android or like a BlackBerry or something. This one just looks like a 3GS. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Here's one where it's just actually, you know what? That's that's an iPhone 10. Kind of, yeah. Oh no, what is this? Oh, a holographic projector. Come on. <laughs> oh, is this a video? Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. I oh, mean, you know no. what? The CG's not bad. I mean, I don't know why you would want to just like see a little hologram of a boat <laughs> and nothing else. Turn, turn, boat. No, no, stop. Stop turning. Yeah. Woo. Well, that's, that's great. Love something. that. Oh, no. 
a <laughs> unibody because the unibody was new at the time. So they, God, this looks like they literally <gasps> took the MacBook the Air. Button. Why is the, the home, home button, button so wide and so recessed? Oh, and the oh. side picture is just a MacBook Air. It's really it's top heavy. First of all, so it would just it's fall so out of your ugly. hand. It's so ugly. I also love like the state of rumors is they put a watermark that said, this is my next rumor. <laughs> yeah. That's where we were in 2011. Someone really wanted to put a watermark on that picture. They wanted to take credit for that. Yeah. They did. <laughs> Here's Dude, another the one. camera on this. The rear facing camera. The camera, camera looks like an Android phone. It, it looks yes. like a, like a Samsung S4 on the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no! A thin, this so this is just a very thin iPhone. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what rumors were like. We've come a long way. I think we'd agree. I think so. Ah, <laughs> uh, those were the good old days. People, because the worst part was p- people would make that and then it'd get reported on. They'd be like. Innovative iPhone rumor imagines transparent handheld device, Forbes. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is nonsense. Yeah, and like, I don't know if anyone ever necessarily believed that those were going to happen. But like, definitely those did get reported on in a way that they would never get reported on today. Like the like the 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 mockups and the things that that get reported on today are actually based off on like solid leaks and like yeah. you know at, at least like legitimate like obviously there's artistic you know interpretation of the facts. But like there is there is nothing to interpret in in any of those pictures that we just looked at. Those were just made up. Yeah. Yeah, that was just like a random guy being like, you know what? Clear iPhone. Screw it. That's cool. I wish I could do that. I wish I could make a clear iPhone like that. I'm not that Me good. Me too. Absolutely. I, I don't have the capability. Nor does Apple, apparently, but don't worry about that. It's unfortunate. You know what is also unfortunate, Noah? What's that? It's unfortunate that this episode of Dark Mode has to come to an end. Oh man. I know. It's I'm sorry guys. I wish that we could just make this into a 24/7 you know CNN style live broadcast. But I feel like we sadly, could. I feel like I feel like we could we could make up enough enough uh, stuff to talk about to keep it going 24/7. I mean, we'd be really scrape we we just have to start talking about all sorts of random nonsense. It wouldn't even be news or Apple related at that point. Yeah, but you know, we could, we could theoretically make it happen. I don't think anyone wants that. Least of all us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I think we are universally agreed in not wanting that. And Someone as even a result, said, they said yeah. "times up" in the in the in the chat as soon as it was one hour. "Times up." That's all they want. One hour. Wow. And that's, They're like, that's get too much. off of my screen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where I think we're done. Well, here. yeah. We 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 we'll oblige. We'll oblige. Thank you all for watching. I've been Chief Inspector of the CCRPD, Luke Miani, and I have been Constable Noah Rubin. We'll see you next week for more CCRP content. Have a great night. <laughs>